Hello, welcome to Skull RPG Podcast. My name is Dwight Skull. My name is Jacob Skull. And today we're going to teach you how to tell, tell your, your story. story. So Dwight, I remember on one of the gaming sessions that you hosted a while ago, you had a concept where we were trying to seal a plague demon. And that's not what I'm trying to get to here. But you had standard Greek monsters that you did a, like a poison or a corrupted twist with. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Let's talk about why you would do something like that. Um, so one thing that I like to do is I like to take standard monsters out of the DMG or any other source I can find, even Greek mythology. And um, I will create them and then put a huge twist on them. So if you think you, you think you know what you're encountering, but you really don't. So in this case, if you think about a Greek siren... A Greek siren, just in case you don't know, was a mythological creature back in like the Odyssey and the Iliad. And it was uh, women, kind of, uh, that would call out to sailors and mesmerize them so that they would With jump someone, off. So that the they'd boat. come and swim and then they would devour them. Yeah, they'd be drowned and eaten. Yep. And so they were kind of women from the waist up, but they were monsters in truth. So, um, Regardless, what I decided to do was I thought, what's the most horrific kind of concept I could do that would cause normal people, even in or out of game, to go investigate? And so what I did is um, I had them, the, the players sleeping, or you guys were almost ready to sleep, I can't remember. And I basically uh, had them roll some like listen checks. And I told them that they heard the sounds of children like screaming in terror. Like blood curdling murder. Like they're getting like flayed alive scream. Like right. we need to save them scream. Right. And unless you're a heartless monster, you grab your gear and you go outside. Well, what it was is there were these huge monsters who they could their sirens call was making it sound as if they were a child screaming in terror which would cause somebody to run to them in a panic not prepare mm -hmm. and then they can get the jump on you and it was it's an incredibly devious concept so i ba and i basically just kind of took the stats for a monster like a harpy changed that up just a little bit to make them kind of less um like fly attack monsters but more like um more beefier, basically. More charming, because once we got to a certain point, we were just more mesmerized by them, and we didn't fight them. It was... Yeah, that's the other thing, too, is they had will saves that you had to fight, too. Mm -hmm. So, point is, I just grabbed a current monster, changed some of their stats, and then I thought about the most kind of twisted thing I could think of, which was, well, not let's not have them call out lovingly. Let's do this fear emotion, right, instead. And it caused them to go exactly do what they were supposed to do, which was run out and try to fight, try to find out what's going on. When they found out what was going on, then they all had to make a will save because they were enamored. It was like a, it was like yep. a glamour charm spell on them. And uh, this is also another example right here what, in our gaming session where he had to improvise because all of us failed our will save. So we had another helpful NPC that gave us wax to put in our ears so we could actually fight the monsters now. Yeah, I was hoping all of you wouldn't fail because that means you all get because the I because the concept was they would keep singing to you until you walked to them and just like in a regular siren they would basically break your neck uh -huh. and they get a full sneak attack and flat-footed advantage against you because you're willingly going to, to the them. slaughter. So I was like, "Oh crap, all of them died." So I had to like or would have. So I had to quickly so I didn't want to do a total party kill then <laughs> so i quickly did a uh 
Oh, helpful NPC knows what's going on. Here's the old fighter who took an arrow to the knee that's seen these before. Here's an old gruff sailor that saw the water ones, not the land ones. And knew what to do. So anyway, that's an example of that. Now, another quick example on how you could do this is um, you could create an environment, even an entire world, for instance, where the entire world mechanic is set against you. Mm -hmm. So... I mean, we're going to cover uh, kind of a Ravenloft-esque game. But in Ravenloft, just so you're aware, the entire planet was kind of corrupt and everybody was moving toward evil. Like mm -hmm. it, every week you'd have to make a save or slowly start devolving into evil. And so you could do a world where maybe your your players are transported there without their consent Um and the world itself is poison to them. And so the very air they're breathing is slowly making them succumb unless they can pass certain fortitude saves or imbibe certain sort of medicine. And so obviously you kind of at that point setting up a timer in the world that just says you only have maybe three months in this place before you might die because you're mm -hmm. not suited to it. Which is a lot nicer than if I were to teleport you to the elemental plane of fire where – or the negative energy plane, where you start taking every round you're starting to take damage. What I'm talking about is a slow burn, like maybe they go to another world and they just the the plants in the in the air are causing a toxic mist. The inhabitants that normally live there are immune to it, but you're not. And it's over a couple months of the toxin builds up in your system and you start to slowly have an effect, but you might not know that until you start to see symptoms. Right. Or every week, you the, the DM could just be like, okay, everybody make me a roll. And then you don't know why. And then the next thing you know, the DM turns to you and says, oh, you rolled a, you rolled a four on that? Okay. Um, you're down one strength now. And you're like, what? What's going on? And it's like, well, you just feel weaker. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you kind of go, why am I still down one strength? It's like, well, make a heal check. And at that point, you could start noticing things in the air and, and like, oh, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. We're actually on a counter. This is so devious. So I like to do things where I'll either change the world and make it against you, or more than likely what I'll do is I'll take a current monster and I'll just change it instead of like, so a siren uses love to coerce you. I decided to use fear. fear. Um, so that's another thing you can do is just change it on its head. Mm -hmm. um, so is there a monster that you know that uses love or a glamour to, in such a way to make it appear more and you know better? Well, what would the antithesis of that be? Is there another monster that you, it protects itself because it makes itself look worse than it is, like a cat who gets bigger, you know, just to intimidate its foes? Real quick, an example I was thinking of with that concept, Succubus uses love and seduction to lure you in. What if you have something that's so ugly that you're just transfixed and you have to look at it? Yeah. And like, it, you're drawing, you're drawn in because of what the, what is it instead of... Right. Yep. I mean, you can do the same thing. So like a, a Medusa turns you to stone, like a Basilisk turns you to mm -hmm. stone. Is there some like thing you can think of where maybe it's a different sort of thing? Like um, instead of turning you into stone, maybe the Basilisk uh, casts a different spell on you instead. So um, you can kind of play with that. Um, another piece just to throw in a book series that's really good. If you looked at Jim Butcher's, um, his detective noir series dresden the dresden files thank you um if you look at the dresden files his concept of vampires he has like three different types of vampires 
And some vampires suck blood. Some vampires suck, suck emotions. emotions. And things like that. So you could, could you turn the D&D vampire on its head and instead of it sucking down your health points, it's sucking down your charisma? Mm-hmm. Right? Because energy drain is energy drain, right? So, and if you go to zero charisma, what happens? Right? I can't remember exact rules, but nothing good. Definitely you know, not for, like, strength and dex for some characters. If you did a strength and a dex, well, if you get zero strength, you die. You, I mean, you go comatose. If you go zero dex, you're a tree. You can't move, mm-hmm. which makes you really easy to kill. Zero intelligence for any creature. You can't do anything. Yeah, you're, you're, you're mindless. Yep. You know how to eat, sleep, and... Again, easy to kill because you're now flat-footed at all times. Uh-huh, and you can't use your weapons. Can't defend yourself. So is there a... Is, is this world concept maybe... The longer you stay, the more intelligence points you lose because the very air is making you stupid because it's a poison. Mm-hmm. It doesn't affect anybody else because, again, you got moved there. You got transported there. Everything evolved with this in or, place. Or maybe maybe you have this really nasty castle of a mad, of a mad wizard. And to make sure that other mad wizards couldn't come and take him out, other wizards couldn't come and take him out, he decided to have an intelligence drain. On the entire place that only affected everybody but him. So anybody who's looting his 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 castle has that issue. Well, or eventually you're trying to kill him, right? He's still he thinks he, you know he did this when he was alive as a permanency spell. Mm-hmm. It's been centuries now. He's dead, but when he was alive, people would come to try to kill him. By the time they finally got down to that level, lower level, they had an intelligence score of like four or six, and they can't cast any spells. Yep. And now he can just do what he wants with them. So there's, there's there's different ways to play with this concept. So that's really it. So think about ways that you could really just turn things that are normal on their head. And it really is kind of a nice thing because then if all your players already know all the, every the monsters in the monster manual, now they don't. Or even if they don't, it's just this interesting take that they've never thought of before. Exactly. Because you're flipping the script on what you normally think of with monsters. Exactly. Or ideas. Yep. Flip the script. Hey, thanks for listening. And for more resources, please go to SkullRPG.com.